such a blessing to be with you again this morning. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. I bring you greetings from my family. And I'm sure you are doing well and your family doing well as well. Trusting the Lord that this month will be a glorious month for you. Trusting the Lord that you will finish this year strong. Trusting the Lord that His purpose and His plan for your life will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. One of the main reasons believers are discouraged sometimes to the point of departure from the faith is unmet expectations. Unmet expectations. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ left everything to follow the Messiah. Everything. Everything. At least they claim to have left everything. Some even pulled their siblings along. They walked and labored with the greatest pastor and leader of all times for three and a half years. It's interesting to note that within these three years, the disciples had reasons to worry about their future. Just like a businessman would ask about the security and the gu and guarantee of his business stake in any investment, Peter, as a businessman, went into early retirement because of the call to follow Jesus, asked the Lord. In Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, verse 27 to 30, the Bible says, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, That ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold, an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. This conversation was a follow-up question based on the teaching of Jesus on how difficult, how difficult it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom in Matthew chapter 19, verse 23 to 25. Perhaps Peter and his colleagues felt disappointed after that teaching. Their hopes and expectations and aspirations of getting rich was dashed by the Lord. Unmet expectations. Unmet expectations. It's a common practical reason why many people are discouraged from following the Lord. Discouraged from praying. Discouraged from seeking the face of the Lord. Discouraged. I've seen so many disappointed people. They did not get what they wanted or expected from the Lord when they really wanted it. 
and they were not patient enough to learn that the kingdom is not about getting and getting. The kingdom is also about losing. It's about leaving everything behind. It's about forsaking to follow him. Not just forsaking some things, not just leaving some things behind, but leaving everything. The master never promised us that it would be easy. He clearly told us. He told us that the road is very narrow. It's a personal, peculiar walk with the Lord. Advancing in the kingdom of God will many times, if not all the time, cost us everything. Those who made it through were people who were ready to lose even their own lives. Even their own lives. Perhaps in our attempt to present a very attractive gospel, we have prevented believers from being exposed to the clear demand and requirement of Jesus for men to follow him. Men and women to follow him. If any man will follow me, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and come follow me. That is the core of the gospel. That is the essence of the gospel. Any gospel without deadness to self and denial of self is not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Any gospel that preserves self, any gospel that magnifies self, any gospel that, that builds self, that glorifies self, is the gospel of the devil, gospel and doctrine of demons. The believers of old had this understanding and they lived by it. They held on to God even in the midst of their woes, in the midst of pain, in the midst of discomfort, in the midst of tears, in the midst of disappointment, in the midst of their brokenness. Many held on to God. A man like Job would say, Job, he would say, even if God would kill me, even if God would kill me, yet I would trust him. Though he slays me, yet I will trust him. And he meant every word. He meant every word. He trusted and believed God until the devil gave up on him and God confirmed his word in the life of victory. Oh, can you trust God? Can you believe him? Can you come to that dimension and that spiritual space where you say, regardless of what God will do for me or God will not do for me. I trust him anyways. Even after three days of fasting and prayer, Esther would say, if I perish, let me perish. If I perish, let me perish. In other words, even if my fasting and prayers seem not to have produced any tangible result, I will still go for my people. The possibility of losing her life was intense, was high. The probability was high. Yet Esther cared less. Trusting God, 
even when you cannot trace him, is one, in fact, is part of our calling to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. With seven times increased fire intensity, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would say, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. They won't even dignify him with a title, your excellency, your most supreme Nebuchadnezzar. No way. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Even if God will not deliver us from your fire, yet shall we not bow to your image. Wow. (laughs) God help us. And I mean, all these people I'm talking about, these are Old Testament Christians. Like we would like to categorize them. We would like to say, well, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So if they could do this much without the comfort of the Holy Spirit, we should, we should do much more. For unto whom much is given, much is expected. Do you know that in the prison where Pharaoh's prisoners were kept, Joseph did not suffer even the mildest of depression in prison? A young man accused of rape, thrown into prison, judged unjustly, sentenced in the public, in the court of public opinion, yet in prison, no atom of depression. He would wake up in the morning to check on all his prison colleagues and even detect mood swings on the faces of his prison mate. Dear friends, Count it all joy when you fall into divers, divers, tribulations, challenges and troubles, temptations. In the den of lions in Babylon, Daniel did not regret his bold prayer life. It was never recorded that Daniel wept all night. He wept all night wondering why God did not prevent him from going into the lion's den. But why? But why me? But why not me? With all my prayers, I pray three times a day. I look towards Jerusalem. And why would God allow the wicked to prevail over me? Why would God, did the Bible not say? Did, no, not for once. I would have expected God to prevent Daniel's enemies from sending him into the lion's den. I would have expected God to just release a thunder from heaven that will strike all the enemies of Daniel while they were planning unjustly against him. I would have expected the angels of God to just attack those who came to arrest Daniel. I would have expected what happened to those who came to arrest Elijah to happen to those who came to arrest Daniel. Smite them! Let fire come from heaven and consume them, or rather smite them with blindness. Do you know what God did? God would rather send his angels to go and wait for Daniel in the lion's den. In the lion's den. Wow. Imagine the expectations of Daniel when they pulled him towards the lion's den. He would have probably expected some kind of divine intervention that would make a way of escape. But God would rather wait for Daniel in the lion's den to make his point very, very clear in Babylon. 
in Babylon. He waited for the three Hebrew boys in the fire. My goodness, in the fire. <laughs> Some of the things you are going through, maybe you will end up in that trouble, in that challenge. But I can guarantee you, according to Isaiah chapter 43, when you go through the fire, it will not consume you. He will be there with you. He will be there with me. God sent his angels to wait for Daniel in the lion's den. Dearly beloved, our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Daniel refused to give up and he did not regret his bold, visible prayer life. All these examples are of men and women under the old covenant whose access to the Holy Spirit, the comforter and the helper was not that intense. John the Baptist, however, almost lost it. His expectations of the Messiah, the Savior, were completely dashed. He felt abandoned. He felt all alone. He could not comprehend why the Savior, the Messiah of the whole world, could not save one poor John from the prison walls of Herod. Unmet expectations is a major weapon that the enemy uses to discourage and break the focus of God's people from the Lord. Proverbs 13 12 says, Hope delayed makes the heart sick. Hope delayed makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So what do we pray for this morning? What do we ask God when our desires are not fulfilled? What do we do when the healing we expect is delayed? How do we muster strength to go on when the husband or wife you are believing God for Seems not to be coming. No one is saying hello there. No one is speaking. What do you do when the financial breakthrough you need seems to be very far from you? What do you do? Trust him. Trust him. And release yourself completely to the fullness of God. Completely. Though he slays me, yet I trust him. I don't care what the enemy is doing. I release myself to the fullness of God. Seek first this kingdom. Let the world know that Jesus is your ultimate desire. Let the devil know that there is nothing else, no one else you desire on this earth but the Lord. Not position, not fame, not money, nothing but the Lord. For in him is all that I need. He is more than enough for me. Of course, that's a difficult place to be, folks. But it is possible. It is possible to believe in God. It's possible to release yourself to the fullness of God. On the great day of the feast, Jesus said, Let him that is thirsty, let him come. Let her come to me. Let her come to me. Leave him. Let him come. Let him release himself into the fullness of this great God. And out of him out of her shall flow rivers of living water. 
the greatest asset to me is the presence of the Lord. I follow him not to get and keep. I follow him because I love him for the love he has for me. Yes, I have my needs. Oh yes, I have a full list of them. But I push them aside and I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Not my He is the author and the finisher of my faith. Pray this morning, my dear friends. Pray that there will be a genuine, unbroken desire to follow Jesus and Jesus only. Pray that following Jesus will not be about what we get. Neither will it be about what we do not get from him. Pray that following Jesus will be about forsaking all to follow him. And this can only come by personal revelation and internal resolution to follow Jesus and Jesus only. I pray this morning, my dear friends, that your faith, that my faith, that our faith in Christ Jesus will not be based on the physical things we get from him. But our faith will be in Jesus, the Son of God. In Jesus, the Son of God. Our faith in Him will not be based on what physical things we have received. Will not be measured by the blessings only. I pray that your love for God will not be based on anything temporary. The things we see are temporary. The things we do not see are eternal. I pray. I pray, my friends, I pray, I pray, I pray that our love for God will not be based on anything temporary, but will be based on that which is eternal. May I conclude this morning with the response of Jesus to his disciples and everyone, everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life, everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Father, this morning, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege of your word. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, this morning I pray for your sons and your daughters. I pray for strength. I pray for grace and capacity to release ourselves into the fullness, the fullness of God, the fullness of Christ. We want rivers of living waters to flow out. Jesus, Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, we release ourselves into the fullness of God. Amen and Amen. Amen. That the cross would not be heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. And he never offered our victories without fighting, but he said,
Jesus, we 